Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. It's a NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646 876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Good Tuesday afternoon. It is uh, December 20th of 2022, and this is show number 225. As those of us in the middle of the country are about to prepare for a major winter storm, we'll tell you a little about that in the panel. But right now, let's get to that agenda, and then we'll get to the panel. Okay. And uh, we have, uh, first of all, we're going to do, in my panel, I am going to do the soccer, just talk about that for 30 seconds or so, but the World Cup is over, and we had an exciting game. I I ended up uh, listening to that for like the last hour of it. It was pretty good. Then we had, we'll go to the NFL, of course, baseball. And there's been a couple of weird little uh, things that have happened in the last little while that, that we'll talk about in baseball. Because something that we are going to say is a, cert- is a certainty when I went through the news in the first place isn't anymore. Then we have uh, college uh, football, and we have the NBA and the NHL. So for the World Cup, uh, Argentina beat France four to three and four to two in penalty kicks. So what happened was France was behind two to nothing, and they scored within a minute of each other with about ten minutes ago, and well, really about eighteen minutes ago because they had eight minutes of stoppage time. But you know, it was near the end of the game, and that is unheard of. It's almost not quite as bad as blowing a thirty-three point lead in football. We'll talk about that later. But it's you know, it's something that's unusual. Usually, it's two to nothing. It's over. So the French came back and tied it up. Every, they went into extra time, and then uh, I think Argentina scored first there, and then France tied it up. So 3-3, they went to penalty kicks, and then Argentina won it uh, four, to, four kicks to two. And so the thing was that Argentina won their third mm-hmm. cup. They'd won it in 78 and 86. And it got, what's the guy's name, Lionel uh, Messe? Is that his name? Lionel Messe, yeah, Messe. Messe, yeah. Messe uh, the one, the uh, cup, and he's one of those guys like we have in sports sometimes that everybody was rooting for and had, you know, like, uh, what's his name winning the uh, Daytona, you know, uh, that kind of thing. It, it's something yeah, that Ray, people were Ray all Bork winning the Stanley Cup, Chris. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Ray, Ray Bork in the Stanley Cup, that's a good example, yeah. Well, the Patriots came. That was ridiculous. And we do have Robert here. He wasn't supposed to be here, we didn't think, last uh, when uh, he did the original schedule. But uh, he is here, and he'll be able to talk about his side. He made bail. One of the, he, yeah, right. <laughs> One of the worst uh, lo- losses in Patriots history as far as the way they lost it. And it isn't Belichick's fault. You know, people say, oh, Belichick, you know, part, they can say they're not disciplined and so forth. What is Belichick's fault is the way he set up his coaching staff. Because I heard statistics uh, yesterday, and I was just going by, and I don't know who was doing it. But they are talking about last year, their efficiency in the red zone, their lack of being sacked, so forth in the offense. They were in like 8 to 10 in the league, and now they're like 27, 29, 30, you know. And it's all about these, these uh, coaches that that he has and it's a ridiculous setup and that, that's got to change and I don't know what's going on but uh, we'll see if it actually happens the Celtics are now 22 and 9 they were 21 and 5 and they've lost four out of five and two of them have been to Orlando Orlando's got a lot of talent you know for young talent but uh, the Celtics have hit a rut in the road here and they're going to have to get it back uh, going again and uh, this is the start of a long homestand so they have time and they've got extra practice time but they've fallen behind Milwaukee now uh and the Red Sox picked up Justin Turner uh, from uh, the Dodgers, and uh, J.D. Martinez went to the Dodgers. One of those things that's almost like a free agent trade. But, uh, you know, you see that sometimes in football, too, with the quarterback. And uh, Justin Turner's 38, paid, uh, J.D. is 35. So the Bruins are still rolling along, though. 24-4-2, and 52 points. They're still the best in the NHL. And... Uh, and so when the Celtics lost that regulation game uh, last Friday, it was the first time in 31 games that either team had lost a game in regulation at the Garden uh, between the Bruins and Celtics. So that's pretty amazing. The Bruins still haven't done it. So anyway, some things are good here. Some things aren't. So I'll turn it over to uh, Rick. Well, he's, he's okay. He's, he's pretty good. Anyway, Rick Swan, yeah. our host to be named later. 
he's better than pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because you're talking about the, the Patriots and the coaches there. I heard somebody mention on a sports show just a little while ago. So, it would be kind of funny, everybody mm-hmm. talking about Patricia and Judge here, and then maybe the, the Giants and Lions, their former teams, both make the playoffs this year. <laughs> That's, That's right. kind of interesting. <laughs> um, Giants game I thought was great. It's been a long time since I've had a game that meant that much, and it's I forgot you know how how nerve wracking it is. It's it, it was a torture. It was back and you know, I mean it was every play was important, every yard, every first down, and uh, they you know it's it's fun but it's torture. Um, they they the next do me a favor. The next time I complain about the Giants getting robbed by the referees, reel me in because they got a real break in this game. There were, there were a couple of calls at the end of the game there that, against Washington that never should have happened. No, one against Washington and one that should have been called on the Giants, and they weren't called. I don't know what happened. It makes you wonder if the um, if the, you know if they hadn't flushed out that game. First of all, I think that we know there would have been more cameras at the Patriots game, and maybe that touchdown wouldn't have counted. Yep. And secondly, I, I wonder if for some reason if it made a difference on that last pass interference they didn't call it because it was a Sunday night game I wonder if it was a one o'clock game if they would have called it I don't know uh, sometimes Rick, I didn't as far, yeah. as, as far as I'm concerned the Raiders got extremely lucky that touchdown I watched it on TV he was out of bounds I, I don't know how they allowed that touchdown to stand I mean well I don't I didn't think it was Definitive. I, I thought if you had to make a decision, I would have said he was out. But it wasn't a good angle. That's my point. There was no sideline camera, and um, mm-hmm. and you know, and they and sometimes they just go with the, the you know the call on the field when that happens. But like you say, if they had more cam, they only had two cameras there. So if they had more cameras, they you know would have made a big difference. I think. Yeah. And one kind of stat thing I want to bring up. Just think about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Take three. Take take three teams over this weekend: the Vikings, the Jaguars. And the Bengals. Now, in the first half of their games, they were outscored seventy-one to seven. In the second half, they outscored the other teams one hundred and six to twenty-two. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I just thought, you know, I think it was the best weekend of football since hmm. since that first week of playoffs last year. That, were, that was so great. And then you add in the yeah. soccer, like Chris was saying. I actually watched the end of that soccer game too, and I'm not a soccer fan, but that was exciting. Mm-hmm. So how was your weekend, Perry? You know what? It was really good. I would hate to be the person at the NFL Network, though, that has to decide what games do we replay. There are so many of them that they can choose from, yeah. you know, for their games <laughs> during the week that they replay. There's so many they can pick from. Maybe during the off season, you know, they'll show us some more of them. But um, the Rams, of course, last night were eliminated from the playoffs, which, I mean, we've known that for a long time, but it was official last night. And, uh, as I said earlier, we're preparing for a major winter storm. And just now coming across, we are going to be under a winter storm warning from 6 o'clock tomorrow night till uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday morning. So it's going to go wow. a while. And there's calling for possible blizzard conditions, uh, 3 to 6 inches of snow. But they said you, you may get 3 inches, and then with the wind blowing it all around, you might think you got 12 inches. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be <clears throat> it's gonna be a bad storm. And uh, we'll see what we get out of all of it, but uh, I guess with the Rams eliminated, I can just sit and sit and enjoy the football the rest of the way and uh, all that. So, um, yep. as we go to Bill, I don't imagine Bill that you particularly enjoyed that game on Saturday, at least not the end of it. No, but you know, we I called it at halftime. I said, Jennifer, they're going to find a way to lose this game. <laughs> she said, you're crazy. They're playing on fire. They're great. I said, it's a fool's gold. And when they started scoring quickly in two, three minute increments, I said, just a matter of time here. I said, this is how I picked it, and boom, boom, boom. And actually, I don't know what the Colts did in overtime, but actually, Minnesota was almost just playing for the tie. You know, they were. And they weren't actually, but the Colts just gave it up anyway. Said, no, go ahead and score that field goal. We'll let you drive down the field. Not a problem. But that's the way it was. But that means we're a little better in the draft perhaps, and I think we probably will have a different coach next year, though I'm not sure it's all the coach's fault. I think some personnel changes are in order, but that's for another day, another time. So, Robert, take it away. Well, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Raiders, Warriors, and Sharks when when it comes to those sports, but uh, now I'm going to use my panel here uh, to uh, update you on boxing news. 
uh, uh, last week uh, we got the nomination for the Boxing Hall of Fame, and I'm just going to give you the fighters because I'm, I'm not familiar with a lot of the other contributors. Um, uh, but Tim Bradley, uh, Carl Frotch, and Rafael Marquez all made the Boxing Hall of Fame. Um, Bradley, this was his first year of eligibility, so first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, the other two, I think, have been on the ballot a while. So that's a good thing for them. And those ceremonies will be in June in Canastoga, uh, New York. Uh, they always do that the second weekend of June up there. Uh, so that's when the uh, ceremonies will take place. And uh, last week, of course, we talked about Mills Lane. Well, another famous referee died, uh, and his name was Steve Smoker. He refereed from 1997 until 2018 and was in well over 200 uh, world, title, world title fights. And, uh, uh, and he was he's the only referee that has gone to m- more countries than any other referee whenever there was a big title fight when he was refereeing a lot of the a lot of the other countries would ask for him to come and be the referee for their fights so that's how well respected he was he died at the age of 72 so uh, that's what's happened in the boxing world the last couple of weeks let's turn it over to Sean and then we'll move on to the NFL well, you know, on a brighter note for Bill, hey, Purdue is ranked number one in the college basketball poll. The AP poll in Indiana is like in the top ten. So, hey, you got some bright spots in college basketball, but uh, you know, so that's some good news. But hey, yeah. Anyway, coming out of this Raiders and Patriots game, a man Marco Piorento, Of course, it has to be an Italian. It can't be like a, in Vegas. It can't be John Smith or whoever. It has to be a good good Italian name winning this, you know. But uh, he. He went into the New England Raiders game, had four games on a five-game parlay. He put 37000 down, and he picked Minnesota to win. Of course, they had that comeback. He picked Cleveland to win. He picked Buffalo to win. Or he picked Miami to cover against Buffalo. Miami did cover the spread. You know, it was a, you know it was, they covered because they were fav- Buffalo was favored by seven, so they covered. And he picked Jacksonville to cover, and Jacksonville won. And so you, they had this guy on the phone. He was thinking, oh, well, not much of a reaction. All of a sudden, the Raiders came, that the the play came down, and the audio you can hear this guy and his buddies they were going nuts. He won two point eight million dollars on basically two very luck, two of the games that were very lucky for him, and really a bunch of them. I mean, who to pick? Cle- I mean, you're going to pick Cleveland to win a game against Baltimore. And you're going to pick Miami to cover against Buffalo, and especially at halftime. I mean, normally you pick Minnesota or Indianapolis, but after you saw halftime, so you got to. Like, wow, what up with that guy? But speaking of lucky people, don't forget this Thursday, you will be lucky enough to come to the All Things Radio Legend Christmas Extravaganza, 6 p.m. Eastern here at legendoldies.com. You can come on in the Zoom room and hang out with us and share some radio moments, some Christmas moments. It's better than anything you get on the Hallmark Channel. So, yeah, check that out this Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Come in, have a good time. Uh, share some stories and if you want to have a good time throughout the week don't forget you can leave if you're listening you can leave us a message at 773-572-7715 or sports lounge at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595 option two if you're having a good time and hey you just want to share a message with us also you want the bowl schedule 773-572-6355 Five, three. It gives you the bowl schedule, and when you get up to whatever day you want to listen to, you can you know, find out. You can just hang up and call back in on that same number, and it'll continue from where you left off, so you don't have to listen to the whole thing again. You know, So that's some things. But on to the crazy world of the NFL where the largest margin of victory was last night in the Monday night game of 12 points. You had a, you know, every other game you had a nine point victory, a 10 point, 11, a three, three, eight point victories, and everything else was, well, everything was pretty much one score. That doesn't happen that often. But. Okay. Well, the first one is San Francisco beat Seattle 21 13. That won the division for the 49ers. They've won, what is it, seven in a row, I think? And, yes. uh, so, huh? Six? Yes. Okay. Seven. Anyway, well, yeah. so, yes, it so is they're, seven. they're now uh, 10 and four, and they're, you know, fighting uh, for that uh, first seed. And, uh, you know, the second seed, I'm sorry, with Minnesota. And, uh, you know, they, they're in good shape. And this uh, guy, Purdy, has just stepped in and picked up uh, pretty much where Garoppolo left off. Yep. Yeah, so, anyway. he's, he's done well. And, by the way, a little bit of history um, in that game. Brock Purdy threw a touchdown pass to George Kittle. Brock Purdy is a former Iowa State Cyclone. George Kittle is a former Iowa Hawkeye. That's the first time that's ever happened in the NFL. 
that a wow. cyclone threw a touchdown to a Hawkeye. And consequently, it's never happened before that a Hawkeye has thrown a touchdown to a cyclone either. Huh, okay. Right. Well, if you had to pick a game and you said there's going to be a game where some team is going to blow a 33-point lead to another team, I would have, if, if, if somebody had to held a gun to my head, I would have picked this game. Because Minnesota, over the years, is a comeback team. They've done it a lot. You know, they dig themselves holes and they come back. And the Colts can do anything. The Colts can, you know, win games they're not supposed to win. They can, uh, you know, lose games they're not supposed to lose, blow leads, you know, give up all those points they did to the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. And they did it, 39-36. And, you know, it was just an amazing situation. And it just seemed too easy for the for the mm-hmm. Colts early in the game. And I did. I had a feeling sort of like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. This, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like the Vikings aren't even here. And then suddenly, uh, you know, the score, I was doing other things. The score was narrowing, and I did listen to a lot of the end of it. And, boy, it was crazy. Yeah. Biggest and comeback in – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, biggest comeback in NFL history. And thank you. Yes, the Oilers were off the book on that one. And ironically, <laughs> ironically, Frank Reich did it against the Oilers. And earlier, of course, Frank Reich was fired by the Colts who had it done right. to them. So he could, if he was there, it might have happened to him, too. So the Vikings uh, won the division with that, and Mike Ryan was the victim of the two biggest comebacks, one in the regular season and one in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan. Ryan. I do that. Mike, I call him everything. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we had a catcher, Mike Ryan. And uh, so anyway, uh, I guess that's why I do it. But, uh, you know, he uh, was a victim of that with the Patriots and now this uh, thing. And uh, so uh, he's he's in the record books for the wrong reasons uh, uh, for that. You know, uh, and despite, Chris, despite winning the game, Paul Allen said he could care less if he ever sees that officiating crew again. He said, I had never seen him <laughs> until now. And he, even after watching the video of the game, he said it was mm-hmm. as bad as I thought. He said, I could care less if they ever come to Minneapolis again. It was well, not a good weekend for the officials. No, no, no. Cleveland beat Baltimore 13 to three and Baltimore has no offense right now. And then there were turnovers. I mean, they, if they moved the ball and they ran it a little bit, they could run it, but if they ran it, then they turned it over and uh, Huntley isn't getting it done. I don't know. Did I hear Jackson might be back this weekend? They think he may be. Yeah. Yeah. They better be because uh, they're, you know, right now they've got the fifth seed and that's fine, but uh, you know, they're not going to beat anybody if they don't have well, a better quarterback well, play that they do right watch, now. Watching that game on Saturday, I, I was almost convinced, guys, that Tyler Huntley was not totally healthy either because normally he's a much better quarterback. Now, I know Cleveland has a decent defense, but normally he's a better quarterback than what he showed on. Well, and he out. wasn't. And remember, he was in the concussion protocol most of last right. week. Yeah, I I thought that game was a nice nap between the Minnesota and Buffalo. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree cool. Rick. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> Buffalo beat Miami thirty-two to twenty-nine, and this was uh, you know Miami as badly as they played against the Chargers, and they didn't win it, but they played a lot better against Buffalo. And maybe they were thinking about the Buffalo game. I don't even know. But uh, when they were playing, uh, they were behind twenty-nine twenty-one. They got it, uh, but uh, Buffalo was, and um, you know Josh Allen ran it in, and then they won a, got a field goal right at the end to win the game. So uh, Buffalo, you know, hasn't quite won the division, but almost. Yeah. And they've, uh, but they're in the playoffs. I think it's a sixth straight year, it was sixth or fifth straight year that Buffalo in the playoffs. So uh, they're getting a little, uh, a little bit of a string going there. And the, the, and the, Tex- and the Texans almost put some distance between them and Kansas City. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, New Orleans beat Atlanta 21 to 18, and uh, this was uh, New Orleans jumped right out on top, uh, you know, 14 to nothing. And then I guess the Falcons had a bit of a comeback. They didn't pay much attention to that on Channel 88, so I don't know a whole no. lot about it. But yeah. you know, and it was Justin uh, 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 Desmond Ritter's first start for the Falcons. And uh, so I don't know how, how did he do, Rick? Did he do anything? He didn't do no? much. He, he, only, he only threw for like 115 yards and both their touchdowns are rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Philadelphia beat Chicago 25 to 20 and the bears really gave the Eagles a hard time, but Justin Hurts ran in three uh, touchdowns and threw for over 300 yards. So he was that, the distance, difference in the that, game, but he got hurt. And he hurt his shoulder. Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And, and he is, and he is injured. And uh, they're saying that he likely may not play this weekend. And if he doesn't, it's Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And this game is now these games, uh, the Washington game with San Francisco and the, the Dallas game there. When we read the schedule, they're the four o'clock games. They've only got two four o'clock games because uh, they, they're treating the Saturday like the Sunday because it's Christmas Eve. 
but you put fewer games on later in the afternoon because more people are trying to do things with their families and everything. And these will be excellent games along with the Steelers game to just sort of run in the background and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And although that's kind of important to both teams, and I think more people will play in that game. But uh, these are kind of, yeah. it's kind of working out for the NFL. Uh, not so much on Christmas Day. They got some dogs going on Christmas Day. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Detroit beat the Lions. Uh, I mean, the Jets 20 to 17. And this, this was a crazy game. The Jets were behind the whole time. And uh, once again, they gave up hunt return touchdown as they did to the Patriots. And that was the only touchdown the Lions got until about the last three minutes of the game when they pulled ahead. And uh, Zach Wilson, I guess, played decent. You know, he wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the kind of game where, oh, we're never going to play Mike White again, even if it's healthy. So there's still going to be a quarterback controversy as they go yeah. along here. And they've got to decide. Now, by stats were okay. Yeah, his stats were okay, but I don't think anybody was real thrilled with this play. Right. I mean, they've got to decide by Thursday night what they're going to do, and they have to decide. I think they've already said that White's out still. Okay, so Wilson will play yeah. on, on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh, Pittsburgh beat Carolina 24-16. They were pretty much leading all the way through, and Carolina, I guess, you know, made it a little bit closer at the end, but it wasn't much of a situation for Carolina. And this division, I mean, we'll talk about them later, but this division <laughs> is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I don't know. If somebody's got to be in the playoffs, and this is one of those things where people start saying, well, you know, maybe you should just be the top seven teams, blah, blah, blah. And forget. No, no, you know, these divisions come and go. That division could be great two years for all we know. So, you know, the NFC... Yeah, because this- yeah. This is exactly what they were saying about the NFC East two years yeah. ago, and now look at that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to say. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see that, how that over in Pittsburgh hung in just like the Browns did, just uh, with an outside chance, uh, maybe sneaking into a playoff spot if they win their last game. Uh, they've got to win all of them, though. Jacksonville uh, beat Dallas 40-34 to on an interception during overtime, and they had to come from way behind uh, a couple of times in this game. I think what would they be behind, 20-7 to 7 to 10 or something at yeah. one point? Yeah. And the thing is that Jacksonville has another way to get in the playoffs because Tennessee is collapsing, and they're only yeah. a game behind yeah. them. So even though they're 6-8, and eight, they're not in this, they have two ways to get in, uh, unlike the Browns and the Steelers and the Raiders, who have to get in uh, as a wild card. They may win their division because they've already yeah, beaten they, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. played them the last week of the season. Right. That that could be your Sunday night game right there. That could mean yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City over Houston, 30-24 to 24 in overtime, and uh, Jarek McKinnon ran it in at the end, and the uh, Chiefs kept coming back. But then once again, Houston played a lot better than they were expected to as they did against Dallas last week. Yeah, this I don't know about rotating. seems to be working. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, though, how long you can do that with rotating quarterbacks. That, that usually doesn't go too well. No, yeah. no, and um, and then when have we had three overtime games in one week? In a while, oh, I'm sure while. we have, but uh, not often. No, not that right. often, yeah, not that often. I know it probably happened, but not often. So the Raiders and Patriots, did, yeah, the Raiders and Patriots did what the Raiders and Patriots do. They both played pretty lousy, and they but they are equally lousy and have uh, the, their weaknesses play into each other. For example, the Patriots got a touchdown and an interception. They've scored. They lead the league in touch non-offensive touchdowns. You know, touchdowns by special teams and the one they had, and then like five defensive touchdowns because their offense is so terrible. And the Raiders uh, were in the process of trying to blow another double-digit halftime lead. They were ahead seventeen to three. So the and Patriots that came five, back. Chris. That would have been five this year. Yeah, and the Patriots came back and took took slowly, you know, and with that touchdown that they needed, that defensive touchdown turned the game around, had a 24-17, then the perhaps phantom touchdown, but the one that was called a touchdown. And then this is not on Belichick, but I heard something today, and I, I didn't really know this because it wasn't on the on the call the way Bob Sosie called it. I heard that somebody was talking, and they were saying that not only did uh, Myers, you know, throw the ball back, try to throw the ball back to Jones and get it intercepted, but he that he was a lot further down the field. He was running back towards Jones. Is that yeah, the case? He, he was, he, yeah, he, he was. was. He was running the wrong way, like Jim Marshall. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, 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 that I could figure out because when, when yep. the running back, uh, Stevenson, I believe it was, right? Yep. When, he, yep. when, yeah. he, when he threw the ball back to Jacoby Myers, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to try and do some kind of, you know, Cal Sanford thing with yeah, yeah. Trying, you know, getting closer to the end zone. And then he turned around and was going the wrong way. And I'm like, what in the heck are you doing? And then the next thing I know, he throws the ball towards Matt Jones. And, of course, uh, we have to have all the Joneses here. Chandler yeah. Jones uh, gets in the way and takes 48 yards for the winning score. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That, that, that touchdown should not have been called a touchdown. And as, as a Raider fan, I can say that because uh, every angle I saw from the TV, I – 
I'm sorry, I don't know what the official saw. He was out of bounds. So, well, what I don't understand is, okay, they're saying they couldn't get this right because they didn't have a camera on the sideline. And they said years ago, this could be a problem in a lesser game that you don't have. You know, Some games have six or seven cameras, others have four, others have four or three. And, okay, this is the NFL. These, these people print money. They don't, what are they, why is, why is it that the NHL, They'll go to, you know, New York and, I mean, Toronto. And Secaucus does the NBA. It doesn't even have to, you know, they, they should have their own cameras. You know, if the TV doesn't have enough cameras, then, you know, spring for a couple extra cameras and put them where you want them and have a couple of cameramen that run those cameras for you, for the league. So you've got the right cameras at every game. This is ridiculous. Yeah, every stadium, every stadium should have a certain amount of cameras. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy the Raiders won, Chris, but by all rights, the Patriots should have won because that should not have been a touchdown. Right. Well, we don't, we don't, well, we don't, well, we don't know if the Patriots should have won. It would have went to overtime. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it would have been 24 no. 17. What he's it saying would have been, been oh, 14, that's, 10. Yeah, it would have yeah, been 4th yeah. and 10 and 24 to 17. So they still might have screwed it up, but they would have right. been one play away from winning 24-17. Right. Is what yeah. And then, oh, and just, just to throw it in, the, the second quarter, the fiasco that's the Patriots offense and the coaching and all this other stuff. So they're coming down. They have a nice drive going. They get down there, and then uh, they throw a touchdown pass to, to Myers, the, our friend from later in the game. And mm-hmm. it's uh, Belichick called timeout because he didn't like the look of it. He's trying to overcoach the offense because he doesn't think he has good offensive coaches. He's got to get rid of these guys. Like I said, they're ruining the, the whole team. This team should have advanced in offense because these guys are one year further along playing together, and they're much worse. So he does Belichick does that. Then Mac Jones runs it in on the on the couple plays later and there there's a false start. So they have to settle for a field goal. There's four more points they could have had. So, yeah. you know, might not have even been that it would have been, you know, uh, that that much less of a chance to lose that game. So they also had the block hunt when when the center of centered the ball when nobody else was ready. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yep. That's right. And Zolak said that. They, they yeah. you know, a lot of people thought it was, uh, you know, other people's fault, but he said no. It was, it was on the center because he snapped it when he shouldn't have. They weren't ready, you know. Anyway, getting back to a game that didn't mean anything. Denver <laughs> beat Arizona 24 to 15 in the uh, battle of Colt McCoy and and Brett Rippian or Rippin and uh, yeah. isn't that wasn't that a great uh, I'm sure there were a lot yeah, of ratings on that and game. Colt McCoy got hurt, so they had to go to yeah. the third yeah. quarterback. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Chargers beat Tennessee 17-14, and this was, you know, one game I was wishing I could have listened to just because it, it sounded like it was being a good game, but the Patriots game was so crazy, it couldn't get away. But, uh, you know, the, the Chargers are coming now. They're actually, uh, they're holding down a playoff spot at this point. They haven't been up to now. You know, it's been the Jets and the Patriots holding down those spots, but, you know, with the Jets losing, the Patriots losing, the doors open for the Chargers, and you never know if uh, Herbert gets in there what he's going to do. He's a good you quarterback. Know, that that defense that had been looking like a sieve the last two weeks against Miami and Tennessee is looking a lot better. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cincinnati beat Tampa Bay thirty four twenty three. They were behind seventeen to nothing, and uh, you know came back and just wore them down. I mean, they they're really there are six teams I think, and maybe uh, we can think about this for next week or if we want to talk about these six teams because I think you got three in each conference that you can legitimately say could win the Super Bowl based on their performance. You know, in the AFC, you got Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati, and in the NFC, the, the Eagles, um, uh, you know, Minnesota, and San Francisco. And I think those are those yeah. teams. Maybe Dallas. People could argue for Dallas, but yeah, you know, I, would, I would argue Dallas over Minnesota. I would. I would. I would. I would argue Dallas. Depends on what day, but yeah. I think that'd be funny yeah. if they play in the playoffs because that's going to be a crazy game because they're both so inconsistent and they can't seem to yeah. maintain. So we'd see what they would end up doing. And yeah, then, Rick, yeah, what's that? Uh, Hill Mary would end that game. Yeah, Dallas something like yeah. that. Yeah. Drew Pearson will come out of the stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the Giants uh, beat Washington 20-12. to 12, and, and this game, I think now the Giants have like a 90% chance is it, to make a playoff. 88. Uh, for some reason, if Washington had won, they would have had a 91% chance. The Giants winning gives them an 88% chance. Well, they take it with, although they've got to play Minnesota and Philadelphia. But Philadelphia may be resting people. So Yeah, that game may not mean anything to fulfill it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. But they do have to play Minnesota this week. But it doesn't mean a lot to Minnesota. They would like that second seed because they, again, if they, if they have to play San Francisco, they'd rather be at home. So we'll see yeah. about that. So I think they'll play hard. But and then they play the Colts, the Giants do. So yeah. that'll be all right. And Green Bay beat the Rams twenty-four to twelve. Again, the Rams are eliminated. I, I, if I'm not wrong, I think the Rams in Denver and Houston are about the only eliminated teams right now. Yeah, as well. Chicago. Chicago, oh, Chicago, Chicago, and and in Arizona, yeah, the people like five yeah. of them, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this but, means, but, but boy, you could just hear the me. 
you could just hear the media. They're loving it, though, that we can at least, you know, for another week and, and we'll see what happens. But we can at least for another week talk about Aaron Rodgers possibly still making yeah. the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They tied the 99 Broncos for now having uh, most losses after a Super Bowl win because uh, they've lost the uh, 10 games. And then, and of course, that was uh, the Broncos with the, after Elway. And then Brady, the first time in his uh, career that he's lost eight or more games. So, uh, you know, that's, that happened this week. So, uh, anyway, any other NFL uh, – what we could do – do you want to do the, any notes you have before we get into the standings? Or do you want to do the standings and schedule and then the notes, if anybody has any notes? I just have a – I mean, we forgot to mention, actually, when we turn about the Colts, that uh, Jonathan Taylor was played one play in that game. Now he's on IR. He's done for the year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, why don't we do the standings? And then uh, we have uh, AFC East, Buffalo 11-3. and three. They haven't quite won it yet. Miami 8-6. and six. Patriots seven and seven, Jets seven and seven, AFC North, Cincinnati ten and four, Baltimore nine and five, Cleveland six and eight, Pittsburgh six and eight, AFC South, we have Tennessee at uh, seven and seven, and they have invited the Jacksonville Jaguars back into it at six and eight. Uh, Indianapolis four nine and one and Houston one twelve and one. AFC West, Kansas City eleven and three. They've now won the division. Uh, Chargers are uh, eight and six. Have they won like how many in a row of the uh, Chiefs won like seven divisions in a row. Is it something like that? Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did seventh. Yeah. Of course, the Patriots' record at twelve, so they will go a long yeah. way to go for that. But so the Chiefs at eleven and three, Chargers eight and six, playing better. Raiders still hanging in slightly at six and eight, and Denver at four and ten. NFC East, Philadelphia thirteen and one, Dallas ten and four. So theoretically, uh, the Eagles haven't won it, but people may be resting on both sides. And, and both those teams have clinched playoff spots. Right. Yeah. Uh, Giants are eight five and one. Washington seven six and one. NFC North, Minnesota eleven and three. They did win their division. Detroit seven and seven. Green Bay six and eight, and Chicago three and eleven. NFC South, Tampa Bay six and eight, and here we go. Carolina, yeah. New Orleans, and and um, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta all yeah. five and nine. So they're all in this, you know, they could, and all these, I don't know who, what the pairings are, but we know the last two weeks they'll be playing each other. So it's yeah, yeah. going to be crazy. So you may, it may be a situation where we've been laughing at these two South divisions. They may be the games that they set up for the big ones because there's all kinds of uh, mobility you have on that weekend, the last weekend. So you may see uh, a lot of the Southern divisions because that's where the playoff battles will be, you know. And in the West, we have San Francisco. As I said, they won the division, 10-4, and four, Seattle 7-7, seven and seven, Arizona 4-10, and 10, and the Rams 4-10. and 10. So the seed right now in the AFC, Buffalo's 1, Kansas City 2, Cincinnati 3, Tennessee 4, Baltimore 5, the Chargers are 6, and Miami is 7 because the Chargers beat Miami. They're tied, but Chargers beat them earlier. Patriots are 8. Jets are nine. I was mad at the guys on uh, the guy on BZ yesterday said are out of the playoff picture. Well, that to a lot of people who don't know what he's talking about means <laughs> yeah. that they can't get in. They certainly can. I mean, it's it's the you know what it is is they don't have a spot. They would have if they'd won that game, but yeah. they don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Jets are eight. Jackson uh, uh, no Patriots are eight. Jets are nine. Jacksonville, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh or whatever they are, 10, 11, 12, that doesn't much matter, especially to Jacksonville. But Cleveland is ahead of Pittsburgh in that thing. And then the Raiders also in in that mix. So we'll see what happens. They've got, you know, they've all got a chance, but there needs to be a lot of losing done in front of them because, you know, they've got, they can only get to nine wins and some of these teams can get to 10. So they've, they've got some issues yeah, here. They're not going to make it. They probably aren't, but I mean, they've still got a chance, and they got to play like they do, you know. NFC, Philadelphia is the one seed, Minnesota two, San Francisco three, Tampa Bay four, Dallas five, Giants six, Washington seven. Then we got Seattle and Detroit are eight and nine because Seattle beat Detroit earlier in in Ford Field. Then we got Green Bay at ten, and then just uh, then you've got Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans that are you know have chances to win the division still, as we said. Yeah. For the for our contest, I've got one sixty nine. Rick has one fifty seven. Perry has uh, Pierre has 157. Perry has 153. Robert 149. Sean 146. Al in Cleveland 143. And David USF 143. Jerry has 139. Jamal 126. Laurie 120. And Kingdale 113. So that's what's going on with us. And I have the schedule here. Now this schedule will not change, unlike the one that we. Uh, had, had been changed around for two weeks determined because it's Christmas week. Same will be the same uh, with New Year's. They are not changing anything because people do have New Year's and Christmas plans, so they want them to be able to, to really decide what yep. they're going to do. I think there's going to be some rain for this game, uh, just judging by when we're oh. going to get the rain. Uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, it's supposed to be some heavy rain. Oh, yeah. Yes. They, they said it's yeah. going to rain heavily in New York. It should. And that's at 8.15 uh, on Thursday night on Prime uh, Video. 
And then on Saturday, so Saturday is your Sunday. Basically, what they're going to do is flip-flop because it's Christmas Eve as opposed to Christmas Day. So they're going to have a lot of games on Saturday. So we have Buffalo at Chicago at 1 p.m. on CBS. 11 below is kickoff. Oh, okay. New Orleans at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on CBS. Um, Nine below at that game. (laughs) Get more of it. Our our weatherman here. Houston, uh, Houston at Tennessee. Sean, go ahead. No, I know that one. No, I hadn't heard that one. All right, 1 p.m. CBS. Uh, Seattle at Kansas City, 1 p.m. again at Fox. So there was only a couple of late games. The Giants are at Minnesota, 1 p.m. indoors. Don't worry about it. And that's on Fox. Cincinnati at the Patriots, 1 p.m. on CBS. Detroit at Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. Atlanta at Baltimore, 1 on uh, Fox. Washington at San Francisco, which should be a good game. 4 or 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. at CBS. I think it's a game that they both care about, as opposed to Philadelphia at Dallas, 425 on Fox. Then for the, the now this will be interesting to see. I mean, there's a lot of loyal Steelers fans, but Las Vegas at Pittsburgh, 8.15 p.m. on NFL Network. And I am surprised they didn't pick a, a West Coast site for an earlier and Christmas Eve game. And that one, that one it is going to be. The immaculate conception, okay. uh, reception. Yeah. Go ahead, John. And that one is going to, I didn't know that one because they mentioned the below zero. That one's going to be a six below game to kick off. Okay. Christmas yeah. Day, we have Green Bay at Miami, 1 p.m. on Fox. It'll be warm there. Yes, it will. <laughs> uh, Denver, at, and now here's a game. If they drew this up, they couldn't have gotten this any worse than they did here. Two of the eliminated, what, five teams we ran down? Denver yeah. at the Rams, uh, 4.30 p.m. on CBS. But Russell Wilson, this was the Russell Wilson and, and uh, you know, Stafford and matchup. Super, uh, yeah. Super Bowl champion. Yeah, it looked great That's at the beginning right. of the season. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful, but you can't change it. Tampa Bay at Arizona, 8.20 p.m. Tom Brady. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, again, they do need the game. So that's important for them. And the Monday night game is the Chargers at Indianapolis. So there you go. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Chris and by Russo, the way, by the way, Chris Russo is, is going at it because I guess Fox runs up. They have been running a, a promotion, you know, of, of uh, Philly and Dallas, the game of the year. And Russo says, quit yeah. telling me that's the game of the year. He said that that game probably neither quarter, you know, Dak will play. But he said with Hertz not playing and Philly probably resting more of their players. He said, quit telling me it's a game of the year. Also, does anybody know, And because uh, I want Rick to do a little uh, uh, Jack Craig imitation or uh, uh, Chad Vince, who, who was the announcer on NFL uh, Network for the first game, the Minnesota oh, the Vikings uh, game? game. The Vikings it game. was uh, Noah Eagle and Frank Burleson. Oh. Sorry, Nate Burleson. Nate, Nate Burleson. Burleson. Yeah. That's, that's uh, John, uh, Ian's son. So yes. go ahead, yeah. Rick. You had a couple of comments on yeah, that. Yeah, that Noah, oh, man. He was, first of all, when the game came down to the final field goal in the uh, in the overtime, he was saying how this is to kick Minnesota into the, winning the division, which wasn't, it was the last play of the game, and even if they missed it, a tie was going to give them the division. So that didn't make any yeah. sense. But then the, the worst one was, during the, the uh, overtime, he said, if this game should end up at a tie, it'll be the first time ever that one team has had two ties in the same season. Well, I, I know what he meant. He meant since we've, since we've got overtime. But I mean, before overtime, there was all kinds of teams with two, three ties in yeah. a season. Yeah. yeah. Huh. No, but, he's, he's, that, he's young for that kind of job, really. He's about 25 years and, old. You know, and and He's doing well on the Clippers they, radio, I know. But I'm kind of surprised they didn't pick one of the Fox or, you know, or one of the CBS crews to come in and do that. Well, he does, yeah. he does some, he does some of those. Remember, and he does that Nickelodeon playoff game that CBS always does. Regu- but I don't do, think but, he yeah. does regular season. They, when they have games like no. in London or something, they pick uh, actual. A regular like season on, person. Yeah. yeah. Like on Saturday night, the Miami Buffalo game. I mean, that was Kevin Kugler and whoever, whoever he works with, but that's a regular season uh, crew. Sanchez, or they'll you, or they'll you, or they'll use like Kurt Warner and Mike Tirico or somebody like that. They'll you, they'll bring some yeah, crew kind of right. a combo. Well, Kurt, Warner and, uh, no. Kurt Warner and Rich Eisen did the, the Cleveland game. The Baltimore, yeah, and Rich yeah, Eisen Cleveland, terrible. Ugh. Yeah. Well, he's not a play-by-play guy. He's a studio. He's no, a you, studio you can tell. Guy, he's not a play-by-play. <laughs> you know, you know what they should have done? Just bring in Kevin Harlan and let him and Kurt do the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Ke- poor Kevin had to be with Ross Tucker last night. Oh, God. Ross Tucker is nothing. I get tired of him, you know. <laughs> and, didn't okay. he have the, and didn't he have the Texans and the Chiefs on Sunday, though? Uh, Kevin did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin okay. had that game, but Ross, yeah, Ross Tucker was with Ryan Radke on Westwood One for the early game, and then Kevin Harlan last night, but yeah. So any, any more NFL notes before we move to baseball? No, because we have plenty of that. We have plenty of baseball notes. We do. So Kansas City signed left-handed pitcher uh, Ryan Yarborough one year for $3 million, and that's 
he had been with Toronto. I mean, with Tampa Bay, I should say. Uh, Carlos Correa. Well, we're going to talk about it. Well, let me just get out what happened, and then we're going to talk about what happened today. Carlos Correa signed a 13-year for $350 million uh, thing with San Francisco. And the thing is, we I sort of made a comment. Robert was, was talking uh, one of the, last week about San Francisco wasn't getting anything done. And I was saying, well, you never know because early in the – it's like this is like a ball game. It's like the fifth or sixth inning right now. And, hey, you might be behind, but you might come through. And, and that's true of the Cubs. It's true of the Red Sox. true of the, the Giants or whoever. Well, now the Giants may be in, in trouble here. Uh, what did you just get on your phone a little while ago, Perry? And remember, this is why we always say ending a physical – because apparently there may be problems with uh, Correa's physical, so they have delayed introducing him. Yeah, he's apparently got a back issue. That he's got. And yeah. Guess, uh, and you were saying one of the guys on uh, SiriusXM was talking about that. Steve Phillips was saying that he had talked to somebody with uh, the Astros, and the Astros person had told him, you know, whoever signs him to this major deal better be careful because you know the back issues are not as great as they think they are, and and that might be what's coming out. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard, one year for $13 million from the Dodgers. And it seems like he's always is signing one-year contracts. I think he had a one-year deal with the Angel, too. So I don't know why that is. But uh, Michael Lorenzen, one year for 8.5 and could get to $10 million with uh, with bonuses. And I think he signed with uh, – he's a right, right. Uh, right-handed pitcher. And it, he signed with who? The Tigers, I think it was. The Tigers, yeah. And he, yeah. he used to be one of these players back when pitchers would hit. He was one of these pitchers that, that actually could hit. He The Reds were known to pinch hit him at times. Mm, okay. Well, so here's a journeyman reliever who's been around. Brad Bux, uh, Boxberg uh, to the Cubs one year Boxberg, for two point... Boxberger. Uh, Boxberger, yes. One for 2.8. I remember him with Tampa Bay, and I don't know how good he is or anything, but uh, he's there. He had a pretty good, uh, you, you know, he had a pretty good year with the Brewers, and they could have picked him up for about the same mm. um, amount, but they elected to pay him $2 million for a buyout. So he got bought out for $2 million, and he's making 2.8. So the Brewers could have signed him, I think it was for, for three, and he's going to wind up with 4.8 because they bought <laughs> him out. Yeah, that's funny. And, uh, you know, but these relievers, they really can change from year to year. And you, yeah, you yeah, build your bullpen and you think that you've got it all set. I mean, there's there's the legendary ones like Rivera or something that they're always good. But generally, they can be up and down. You never know what you're going to get. Carlos Rodan, six years for $162 million for the, million for the Yankees. Uh, then we had Omar Narvaez, a catcher, one year uh, and a player option uh, for the Mets. He'd been with, with Milwaukee too. Yep. So if he does that, it'd be two for fifteen million with the option. And the Mets and, uh, are now what the Mets want to do now because you, you know the Mets fans are right. Well, we have three catchers now. Uh, they would like to trade James McCann. I think the problem they might have with trading James McCann is he pretty much didn't play late in the season and through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wasn't hitting very well for them, was he? No, and and he was replaced by Tomas Nito, who is generally, he's been the uh, Met backup catcher for quite a while, and he doesn't Mm -hmm. hit either. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joey Gallo, who doesn't hit the ball very often, but when he hits it, it goes a long way. He signed a one-year for $11 million with Minnesota, and he's a real strikeout. He's a strikeout king. And this is a guy who's, I don't know if they're, you know, I don't care. They could change it and eliminate shifts and do all they want he's still going to strike out that's what he does so there's some guys just like that andrew benintendi five years for 75 with the white Sox. so the red sox could have gotten him back but they didn't um dan's b swanson that's this is another example of what we're talking about with korea you know everybody said cubs aren't doing anything cubs aren't doing anything well they ended up with dan z swanson seven years for 177 and apparently they're willing to at least go beyond six years the red sox won't even do right. that but the, they'll at least do that and he and, is regarded uh, more than than say a big you know a bopper or anything. He he's going to be a guy that is going to really feel the ball, and that's what yeah. you're going to want up the middle now because with that shift gone, you're going to want somebody guys up there who can feel the ball. And that's the thing I was saying last week about the Red Sox up the middle. They're they're you know they could leave Story at second and that's fine, but then they don't have a, a you know if they leave Kike in center field and they don't have a shortstop you know and they don't have a catcher right now that is really worth anything. So and I do, do I see your there. I see your hand out. We'll get you as soon as we get through these uh, moves. Yeah, here. a few more we'll signings just here. A second. Uh, the Dodgers one year for ten million with JD Martinez. And then, uh, and like I said, almost like a trade, Justin Turner, two years for just under $22 million with the Red Sox. 
So, and theoretically, he's going to be the DH and first baseman. And before the show, I was saying they just figured they could stick anybody at first base. It doesn't work that way, but that's what they think. So, uh, you know, and Turner is 38 and Martinez is 35. So, you know, it depends on what you think of the two players. But, uh, you know, and I don't know much about Justin Turner, but he is supposed to be a good hitter. So, um, Seth Lugo from the Mets to San Diego. And we don't know the price on that. Did You never did hear that, did you, Perry? I did not, but it's a one-year deal. I do know yeah. that. To the, to the Padres, uh, Tom. Well, just uh, throwing this in the middle because we caught it. Tom Browning died at 62 years old, former Reds pitcher, 62, and uh, they don't suspect foul play or anything, but it's kind of a shock. Of course, he picked a, pitched a perfect game for the Reds in 1988. Yep. I remember that. Uh, Jordan, he lost uh, a he lost a bet one day, and he went and sat in the bleachers at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field with the Cub fans, and he got fined for it. Okay. Uh, Jordan Lyles, two years for $17 million with Kansas City. He's a pitcher. And Matt Carpenter signed with the Padres. Uh, his base salary is $12, 12 million for the next year, but it could get up to 21 with the, with incentives and bonuses. Thing was, he was hurt a lot last year, so right. that's the idea. When he played for the Yankees, and I assume the Cardinals beforehand, he was pretty good, but he was hurt a lot. And I think well, with was, the Cardinals, uh, he had declined quite a bit, and then the Yankees, apparently, he, he figured out something with his swing. Yeah. And- yeah, so that would be a good deal for the Twins. Adam Ottavino, he only pitches for the Red Sox, the Mets, and the Yan- uh, Yankees. He just wanders with Northeast pitching. And he's uh, 14.5 per year with the Mets. So he's staying in the Northeast, a uh, former Northeastern pitcher, by the way, Northeastern University. And uh, he has an opt-out for year two. And I, that's all the transactions I have. Do you yep, have any that's others? All, uh, that's all of them. Then it's time for Al. Let's go to Al. Jamal, you're next after Al. So if you want to get ready, Al, go ahead, and then Jamal, you're next. Okay, am I unmuted? You are. Yes, you are. Yep. Okay, I didn't have to press like on Thursday. But anyway, a uh, couple things. Uh, when uh, my brother and me went out to uh, dinner Saturday at establishment, we had wings and all that good beer and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It was interesting when a game came on in the first quarter. There were no commercials. That was quite. A, it was a fast quarter. I remember in years and years and years. So I don't know if hmm. anybody was aware of that. There were no commercials. This is on the Vikings well, game? No, this is on, on, the Cleveland. on, on TV. Oh, Cleveland? On well, remember that they, I think, wasn't it almost the middle of the first quarter when the overtime ended for yeah. Vikings? And I wonder if that had something actually to do more with than, it. Yeah. It was actually yeah. more than that. When, when when NFL Network joined them, it was right at the beginning of the second quarter. Right, that's what it was, that's, right. Cause it now, was, that, yeah. That's yeah. fine for TV, except, Al, as you would know, that uh, Jim Dunneman and those guys wouldn't be happy because they got breaks they'd, up the wazoo. They'd have to make up because they expect they, stoppage yeah, time to get their break done. Huh? I didn't have my radio with me, but, yeah, those announcers, they could have been better. Yeah, you're right. About that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what was going to happen, and I assumed that Cleveland and Baltimore were going to get it on their local channels, whether the NFL Network was ready or not. Oh, yeah. And the NFL Network. Said that, yeah. Yeah, and but then of course weren't. what Westwood One did is they put it on a different channel, and yeah, then oh, when yeah. the Vikings game ended, it you know it went to the big Westwood One. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. And the question I have, uh, uh, Perry, do you have the end of uh, the college bowl schedule on uh, any of the lines? Yeah. Okay. I'll give it to you. That number I gave at the beginning, I guess you missed it, Al. But it is. Yeah, go listen. Way. Yeah. Go listen. Seven seven three five seven two. Mm-hmm. Six three five three, and when you're listening, if you get up to each day that you want to hear for the bowls for that day, hang up on that number and just it'll continue from where you left off. Oh, that's the, uh, each day. Thank you very much. Yeah, guys. and you yep, guys have a good time. Okay, Al. Yep, you too. Uh, Jamal, come on in. Are you Hello. with us, Jamal? You, there he is. Hey, Jamal. We got there he is. Uh, let's see. We've been hanging in there. You know where. We had to, uh, we, it looks like we almost had an unexpected holiday visitor, so we had to get a trapper get, get a raccoon out of the yard. <laughs> you mean if the visitor hadn't come, you wouldn't have gotten rid of the raccoon? Uh, no, he was the visitor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I <laughs> see. Okay. And and yeah, now you're about, Jamal, now you're about to get another visitor from the winter storm. God. What's up, Jamal? Okay. On more cheerier topics, I'm listening to the, I'm listening to the NFL standing. Wouldn't it be wild if the Titans, if the Titans and Tampa Bay made the Super Bowl? Or I think yeah. they need to make the playoffs the, first. That would be a good idea yeah. for them. How about Jacksonville and Tampa Bay? Yeah. The Detroit Lions back in the playoffs, they went all the way to the Super Bowl, won the dog, I think. <laughs> I, I you mean, never know. Wonder, wonder if Dan would be happier being Dan Campbell than as opposed to wanting to this, be Matt. This weird stuff yeah. is going to happen. I'm yeah. looking at the NFC. I mean, I, I mean I'm liking how Detroit play. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, you know, Cincinnati playing in the AFC. Yeah. Well, I like 
Terrell San Francisco is can Brock Purdy hanging continue to do what he's doing as quarterback or he falls. If you ask the if you ask the 49ers, Jamal, they have every confidence in the world in. Yeah, I mean, if he plays, yep. I mean, he's playing the way he's playing. Yeah. I don't remember if he won a kindness beginning. He's not predicting this when we took that in San Francisco. Well, what the 49ers have, if they, if they believe in him and he really comes through and wins a playoff game or two, they have a real asset in Trey Lance because he hasn't proven anything wrong with him. Okay. You know, he just hasn't had an opportunity, so they could get something and, for him. Mm-hmm. And, and also about baseball, I just, it'll be interesting to see what the, how the Cubs will do because they sign Swanson. It'll also be interesting to see what the White Sox will do since they signed Ben and Tende, but it'll be interesting what else the White Sox will do. Well, you know. Ben Intende's a good guy, and, you know, if he can get his hitting back together, and he kind of did in Kansas City, and he was an all-star last year, you remember, before he was traded yeah. to the Yankees. So that, that's good. Uh, that could be pretty good for the White Sox. Well, I hope so. I, 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 you know, this has just been an interesting end of 2022, to say the least. That's it has. That it has. Okay. And I would expect, and I would expect Jamal, that 2023 will be just as interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yep, yeah. I expect so, too. Okay, Jamal. All take right. it easy. Thanks, Thank Jamal. You. All right. Anybody else, Perry? Are we on to college? We are on to college. All right. So uh, Zach Arnett will be the coach at Mississippi State. He's a defensive coordinator, so he's going to start by coaching his bowl game, and then he's going to be uh, the coach. And uh, I guess uh, that's uh, – is that pretty good with the Mississippi State uh, fans? Uh, yeah, the, everybody like likes so. that idea. Because, well, the reason – I think one of the bigger reasons they did this is because he's been there for three years with Leach. He knows the – the system and they're hoping he can keep some of these guys out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The board of regents uh, approved uh, the UCLA moving to the, uh, to the big 10 and to avoid lawsuits. And also I guess they have to send some money to Cal uh, if it could be depending on how high the TV con- contract is two to 10 million uh, to Cal for uh, TV revenue to kind of yeah, make, depending on make depending on how depending on how high the Pac-12 media, not the Big Ten one, but like if if they get a big enough uh, deal, the Pac-12 media wise, then they only have to send two million. But if it's not that good, then they have to send ten million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, our former governor, well, he will be our former governor in just a few days. Charlie Baker will become the president of the NCAA. Yep. And there's a good yeah, article. You want that? I you know he yeah I don't know he's he's a cool guy I like him you know he did a good job here with the pandemic and stuff and you know uh, I think most people really liked him and and uh, Dan Shaughnessy said why would you want to be, go from being governor for life to doing that there's a really good if you know Sundays any everybody and Robert knows should read the Dan Shaughnessy article every week because it's always fun to read it and you know he's they, he was saying how's he gonna you know he, he will want to get back to straightening out the orange line here on the on our T system rather than trying to straighten up the uh, name, image, and likeness in the transfer the, portal. You know? Yeah, <laughs> what I was reading and have read is they they like him because, of course, they you know they think that if Congress ever gets involved with the transfer portals and oh. the NIL and all this stuff, unlike Mark Emmert, who was a um, well, Robert, you might want to Robert, you might want to mute. Unlike he someone, forgot he was here; he was supposed to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> unlike someone like that, who's more of a well, an NCAA type person, they think right. that Charlie Baker will have more, it will be more qualified, if you will, to negotiate with some of these yeah. people and know how to do it. Right. And it kind of goes along also, if you think about it, our Brent Yormark with the uh, big, with the big 12, uh, Kliakoff with the Pac-12, uh, Kevin Warren, they, these were not, and these were not college people these were kind of outsiders brought in and i guess it goes along with that and maybe he can also work with the conferences because and you know maybe he, they think that he can kind of save it with the ncaa rather than talking about we're going to leave for football and right. leave for this and you know that maybe they well, think that he can get that done also and since he's, what do you, got, a lot what, of, since he's got a lot of political experience he knows how to negotiate with people so it may be helpful for the NCAA. yeah and he's well, been dealing and, and with the democrats and not to go yeah that's what i decided to say chris not to go ultra political at all but right. in the state that he was governor of he probably had had to work a lot with people on the other side of the aisle. Oh yeah, there are hardly any. Oh, yeah. There's only like the state senate is like 33 to seven in favor of the Democrats, that Ooh. kind of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And uh, you know he has been a good negotiator. I think he's done done well. And uh, again, he he could he could have won again if he'd wanted to run again. He could have, but I guess he wants to to move on. He did play uh, basketball at Harvard. He was a power forward in like the late 70s. So there you go. Maybe around the same time as James Brown. I don't know. No, James Brown was the early 70s. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, 
let's see, uh, what, what is this? Uh, Okay, so there's, you know, just a lot of things he's going to have to deal with. Drew Brees will be an assistant coach for the Citrus Bowl for, for Purdue against LSU. So we have a lot of celebrity coaches kind of around. We had Dion Branch as the head coach for Louisville here in the Fenway Bowl. He was, uh, they, uh, there was an article about it, and apparently he's like some sort of director of player personnel or whatever they would call him in college. Just sort of, it, you know, helps the players, you know, mm-hmm. works with them and so forth. And uh, that's, he wasn't even a coach, but they had him do it since they're waiting for their next coach to come along. And they got the win. So he's 1-0 in the NCAA. He won, won when the game. coach from Purdue comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when he comes in. Yeah. Right. And uh, and let's see. And let's see. Any more college stuff? Uh, I well, guess here's, a, here's an ironic. This is kind of an ironic fact on this. When has this ever happened? All right. You're Purdue, of course, number one in college basketball. You got Purdue, Virginia, Michigan, and uh, Alabama. When is the last time Alabama has been ranked higher in basketball than they have in football? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll give you a and Pierre, I see you. We'll get to you. So if you want to go ahead and unmute, we'll get to you in just a second. Um, I don't know if anybody else did, but that celebration bowl, Jackson State and NC Central, I think most people felt that Jackson State would kind of come in and and just take that game. That was a really good football game. I don't know if anybody else watched any of that. I watched. I watched that. parts of it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. And uh, now the, the ABC crew had a lot to be desired, but that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, that's another I'm story. It was a fantastic football game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Speaking of a fantastic caller, Pierre, do you have any fantastic points to make? Not really. Okay. If you don't have any fantastic points there, I probably better mute you then. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no. uh, he make his regular ones. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But that deal that, that Drew Brees with, with, with Purdue, he uh, he's going to stay on after the uh, after the game as, as uh, to help with recruiting. So he oh. he's, he signed on to be a recruiter. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Oh. All right. Oh. So, and uh, anything else up uh, Yeah, People getting excited about this uh, bowl game coming up with LSU and Purdue? Probably not, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all getting excited, but uh, it's it's theirs to lose with everything that's going on. You know, <laughs> at Purdue, it's uh, uh, people aren't playing and uh, people are going into the transfer portal and all that. So The NFL draft probably in some cases. Right, yep. right. And it's, so it's LSU game to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and remember, tomorrow's National Signing Day, the early yes. signing day. Which, uh, in a lot and, of ways, doesn't mean as much as it – I mean, it does. But it, with the transfer portal out there, most coaches are using that transfer portal before they go to the high schools yeah. now. Well, there's there's a school in Alabama that the, these four players – I can't remember the name of the school, but there's four players that are all going to make their announcement tomorrow and sign, and it could affect who gets the number one – class you know because wow. these players alabama's looking at them georgia there's like several and of course you know we got we got the guy we got arch coming here to austin next oh, year yeah. or actually this spring we got that going but he's already talking they're going to redshirt him because quentin ewers and blake murphy and everything so but but yeah you got the transfer portal like you said and uh like here at texas Bijan robinson he's going to go to the pros he's probably going to be a top 15 pick you know and it sounds like he's, winner, and it but, sounds like he's not going to play in the bowl game no, he said he's not. He said he's not, and pe- the fans have been thanking him, and they understand it, and they said, hey, we don't blame him. He said, you know, and they've been real respectful because he's done a lot for the university. He's not one of those that they screw, you know, they understood with him, but, you know, which, you know, hey, it is what it is now. Use these bowl games to get ready for next year, which you do, mm-hmm. as a springboard well, uh, next year. Go ahead, Pierre. And, uh, when, when, when the new coach took over at LSU, the cupboard was bare. I mean, Coach O had left yeah. it just bare. So, so, so the coach went into the transfer portal. He found his quarterback, and seventeen people from the transfer portal were starters. And yeah. uh, and I mean, he did really well with it. Yeah, Dion already named his son the starter at Colorado. <laughs> yeah, he did. His son's already going to be the starting quarterback at Colorado. He already said that. But yeah. Okay. Well, right. any, any more college stuff before we go to the There's, NBA? Yeah, just oh. one quick college basketball note. We told you before the season that it was pretty much for Ole Miss that Kermit Davis either had to make the NCAA or else 
Well, today they lose to North Alabama. I cannot believe that is a positive experience. Wow. There. No. Nope. He's gone. They won't make the tournament. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. All right. Well, actually, since Robert's here, he may have more information on this right now. But Steph Curry it was out for two to four weeks, they said, with, with his injury and uh, no surgery for his injury. So they do expect him back. Um, do they expect him back for the Christmas game, uh, Robert? Uh, I. It's possible, but... Uh... I don't think so. I, I don't okay. Think so. They're gonna. They're gonna. She said he's gonna try, but you know, uh, they have a back to back today and tomorrow in New York and uh, Brooklyn, and then they're off until Christmas Day. So um, I think we'll find out more once uh, the Warriors get back home because that Christmas Day game starts an eight-game homestand. So right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure if he doesn't make, doesn't play Christmas Day, he'll be back during the homestand. So I assume that they're going to play their primary players to against the Knicks and then uh, then not against the Nets. Is that the plan? I'm a, so I'm a, because that's what Steve Kerr does. And this, is, this gets into my topic about uh, load management. Uh, uh, Greg Popovich started this, I don't know how many years ago, but now Steve Kerr is taking it to a new level. Um, uh, tonight is a nationally televised game, so everybody will play who's able to play. Tomorrow night is not a nationally televised game, so I expect nobody to play. And that's yep. what he does. And, yep. and, that, really, and this I is would, one of the things, Robert, that Adam Silver said he wants to stop. Yeah, yeah. well, I wish he would. And, look, uh, I'm happy that we won all the titles that we've won, but they're acting like the Golden State Warriors are acting like they can just show up and make the playoffs. They're 15 and 16. Uh, you know, they're out of the playoffs if the season were to start today. Uh, and, yeah, I know the Warriors have more back-to-back than anybody else, but uh, one team is picked out every year for that to happen to. And for you to take for granted that you're going to make playoffs, and that's the attitude that Steve Kerr is taking, uh, you may actually have your first year uh, being head coach and you may not make the playoffs. Um, it really, it really irritates me how he's handling this. Mike, Mike, okay. What the league needs to do with this is in back to back, they need to say you designate your top nine players, and six of them need to play in both games. You know, I mean, you could rotate them in, rotate them out, three, 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 but you, you got to play six of those nine in any given game. Yeah. And a lot of it, like when when Popovich started, a lot of it was like Manu Ginobili time was very injury prone. Tim Duncan yeah. towards the end of his career, that was what he was doing. He was trying to save because it went on even before Popovich. I mean, it happened with Kareem towards the oh. end of his career. Now Horford uh, played no back to backs uh, two years ago when he came yeah. back off yeah. his injury. That's well, understandable and, and, when people are coming and, like back like that. That's and right. Clay, and Clay Thompson is not going to play in any back back. I mean, uh, yeah, it's okay because he's come back from severe injury. I get yeah. that. So uh, but, you know, he was told back from the beginning of the season, and everybody knows that but yeah, yeah and andrew wiggins is currently hurt so i get that but you know to, to rest Draymond green who is completely healthy or Kavon looney or you know jordan Poole. i mean right. you don't, come on that's not necessary right and i think what they need to do you know there's a rule in the you can't like the it's a bit of a trip for the yankees to come play the red sox or vice versa but you have to send i think it's three regulars to that game, you know, you can't just have a total bunch of minor leaguers go to to the game because they oh, respect for the, spring training for, for spring, spring training. training. Yeah. So you have to. It isn't much as much of a factor in Arizona because everybody's closer together. But in right. Florida, some of these rides are an hour and a half, two hours, right. and uh, they they you know. But you have to send three regulars if you're uh, on the road, and so that's the kind of thing you do. You say the top nine players on on the roster. You say who they are, and you must play six of those players. You know, in the back to back. That was, and that's the kind of rule they need to have. You know, in each of the back-to-back game. So anyway, yeah. Robert Williams did come back last uh, Friday. Of course, they've lost the two in a row, but uh, all in all, it's, a, it's a, a gain for the Celtics. Anthony Davis is out one month with a right foot a uh, shock. injury. Yeah, I know. He's been, yeah. uh, he was the, the healthy guy on the Lakers there before, and, and playing well, yeah. as he does when he's healthy. So on Christmas Day, what do you get to see if you don't want to watch some of these NFL uh, games, uh, especially that that uh, Broncos-Rams game? That will be uh, when the Celtics yeah. and Bucks play. I have a feeling more people will watch the Celtics and Bucks than uh, that. But it's yeah, the Phoenix. So. Uh, uh, Philadelphia is at New York at uh, 12 noon on Christmas Day. Uh, the Lakers are at Dallas at 2.30. Then at 5, we have Milwaukee at the Celtics. Memphis at Golden State at 8. 
And then at 1030, we have uh, Phoenix and Denver. So that's your Christmas uh, five gold. Good lineup. Good yeah, lineup. For the most part, except the, except, the, except the Lakers, and they're only on there because of the Lakers. Yeah, they're the Lakers. By, yeah. team. by the way, I got a notification earlier today that the Phoenix Suns and Mercury are in the process of being sold. Uh, and I forget the billionaire's name, but there's, new, there's a billionaire that's buying them for $4 yeah. billion. Dollars. Okay. Something like Matt, Matt Ishbio or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something, yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. And Damian Lillard became the all-time uh, Portland scorer. He passed uh, Clyde Drexler, Drexler, and uh, he he uh, had he is now uh, Drexler at eighteen thousand and forty points with the Blazers in eight hundred sixty-seven games, and Lillard has eighteen thousand forty-eight points in seven hundred thirty games. That's pretty good. That's like a year and a half earlier. So that's pretty uh, pretty good. But there's just more scoring in the league now, and he's one of the yes. top three-point shooters too. So that's exactly. one of the reasons. Yep. So any other NBA notes? No observation or anything. Okay. So, Robert, since you're here, I'll let you do the honors about uh, where we stand with the all-time scoring rate in the NHL. Well, uh, Alex Ovechkin, uh, a a couple of games ago, because the last two games he had scored, I had a hat trick and made it to 800 goals. That puts him third in the NHL scoring rank behind Wayne Gretzky at 894 and Gordie Howe at 801. And uh, he has, like I said, he did score the last two games, and his next opportunity will be in Ottawa on Thursday night. So, uh, And uh, Gordy Howe's sons have been uh, uh, at the last two Capitol games, and I, I don't know if they'll uh, be on the road trip, but uh, uh, they, uh, they've been around for uh, when, uh, when Alec passes their dad. I guess they're going to have some kind of ceremony, depending on where it happens. But, uh, yeah, and Wayne Gretzky has even said, uh, Alex will stick around long enough to break my record. He, he said, I thought I scored enough, but apparently yeah. I did not. So, okay. You know, so, right. yeah. Any that's, other? You know, that, that's the only big hockey news uh, yep. going on. All right. Okay. Well, and uh, that's, uh, as far as I know, that's it. Anything else? Go get him, Sean. All right, folks. Well, folks, first of all, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. A happy Hanukkah. There, see, I got the got the uh, there, and or and of course, Festivus for the rest of us, those you Seinfeld fans. Uh, yeah, and if you are bored, you get tired of Christmas music, Christmas movies, whatever. Throughout the weekend, you're snowed in. It's cold everywhere. It's even going to be. 15 degrees here in Austin. Let me tell you, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or tell your device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. And then we get the coffee club. We'll be around tomorrow sharing Christmas memories and the All Things Radio Christmas and special. And going to be in for than- tomorrow, I think. Yeah, Bill yeah. might be in for Tim tomorrow. Yeah, after the coffee club, and you know, we'll have the All Things Radio Christmas special at the normal All Things Radio time. And next week, we'll be getting ready for uh, playoffs. We'll be getting close to the college football playoff week. And who knows what else end-of-year festivities we might have. So until the next time we get together, we're our last show of the year next week, by the way. Uh, we'll see you then. Recording.